0: Making It Happen by Sims is a brand new podcast bringing business, people and technology together. Available now on YouTube, Spotify, Apple and all your favourite podcast platforms. Learn more about the creators behind the podcast at sims.co.uk. Thanks for listening.
1: Hello, I am Nicole, and I am here with Chassie Hatter, doing our That Engineering Chat podcast takeover for Subcon. Um, it's actually our last one of the day, but our second filmed episode. And I am very, um, I'm very, very pleased to be t- talking to this person. I, I spoke to him briefly in a post room, I think. But that's going to sound very confusing as an introduction. But I would like to introduce all of you that are watching and listening to David Hellings. He is the MD of DVR Limited. Hello, David. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Now, you literally are the D in DVR.
0: Correct, I am, yes. Aren't you? Yep. Family-run business, Uh, Vicky and Richard being the R and the V.
1: I mean, that's quite something. How long have you been going? I think you do have a bit of a birthday coming up, but not quite yet.
0: A little way off, yes, but um, they started uh, officially 1982 um, uh, and we've been going since 2004. We was a uh, limited business and started to really grow it from there. So prior to that, it was very much a um, garden shed business as my parents started it, just the two of them. Um, And then it was in 2004 that we uh, took it to... A limited company started employing people and grew it from there. Really,
1: so your mum and dad started it.
0: They did yes. in a
1: garden shed.
0: Yep, decided my this destiny is like many years ago.
1: PR gold. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Not just a well garden mum and shed. Dad.
0: They actually took over half of my bedroom when I was about four.
1: That's a bit selfish.
0: And <laughs> was doing it in the um, doing assembly work in part of the bedroom.
1: So. It- I can
0: remember electrocuting myself at about seven while I was um, learning to test circuit boards Oh, them. my
1: God. Oh, yes,
0: and I got the blame for blowing up the electrics in the house.
1: I mean, <laughs> this, oh, and there's me worrying about a few wires and health and safety. Yeah. I'm in good company here, aren't I? 100%, yeah,
0: I have no problems. So,
1: literally, so... what Okay, so your mum and dad, where well, it's lovely to hear of a woman and a man doing that, especially your mum and dad, that's lovely. But were they, what were their backgrounds? How did they decide to start? To, did they just suddenly think one day, oh, I've got a garden shed, I'm going to... I mean, how did that happen?
0: Uh, so my father was an engineer by trade. Yeah um radio engineer um, somebody he knew wanted something designed and he had a interest in that self-taught yeah um self-taught um, yep yeah. so wow and, and just took it from there so started designing um, lighting products uh, dance floors bits and pieces sound really? to light um, and then went on to um, fume cupboard alarms for the sash windows um, and was designing those uh, and then it really spawned from there
1: And so if, for those that don't know who... I mean, anyone that comes into Subcon over this weekend, this will come out afterwards, but you kind of can't miss you. You'll literally enter... DVR which is very good very nice positioning well done Subcon for that but what, well done you and your amazing team for booking that space I may say, I say a bit tony
0: for that one yeah, yeah. absolutely
1: but i mean d- tell people a bit about you know in in a nutshell if you can what what you're really about what do you do what services what industries
0: so dvr offer the complete services we like to say so yeah. that's from design um, prototyping all the way through to production um, surface mount conventional uh, cabling, box building, right through to the point where we can dispatch it to your client if you want. Amazing. Um, so you never have to lay your hands on it if you don't want to see it at all.
1: So lit- so you literally have customers from all different industries, do you? Is there any specific sectors that you're more predominant in, or is it...?
0: No, we've got a very broad spread, mm-hmm. uh, and I've got to say that's helped us over the years when we've gone through recessions and yeah. certain industries pick up and, and, and other ones um, reduce at certain times. So we've been fortunate that that's always kept us quite level. Um, And it is a very broad range from medical, automotive, scientific, um, lighting. So it's an extreme uh, broad range that we cover.
1: And so when your mum and dad back in the day were doing that, I mean, when, like you say, you became a limited company in 2004. Is that right? Is that correct?
0: Yep. So I was um, uh, actually on holiday um, with my now wife and we were... Um, laying on the beach and I got a phone call saying that customers offered them a unit in Basildon did they want to take it and my dad phoned me up and said what do you think at the time I wasn't involved in the business I was in the car industry Um, and uh, I said yes just give me to the end of the year because I had a wedding to pay for Mm. and then I will join the business so we took over the unit at that point started developing it uh, and then yeah, in January 2004, we joined and uh, started employing people and growing from there. So to about 98 now. So,
1: and you've grown quite considerably, haven't you?
0: Yes. Yeah. It's um, even over the last few years, we've been averaging over 25% growth. Um, I mean, that's
1: amazing. Yeah,
0: especially during some of the difficult times that we've had, So, but we've managed to maintain it, got involved in some very exciting projects on the way as well. So it's uh, we've been very, very fortunate over the years that uh, a lot of customers that we've been with very early days are still with us now. Uh, and likewise with a lot of my staff, they've joined me. Some of them are my second and third employees back in 2004 are still with me now. So That's,
1: That says a lot. I mean, that says a lot about you as a company and a business what would you say are the are the main key strengths of the business and the company i mean you are a family run business you you understand you've grown from the roots up i would say so you understand probably as with everything i mean i always say to my team i'm like every job that you do i've done myself literally Even invoicing, and I'm really bad at invoicing, but do you know what I mean, anything, I've done it, I've I've written, I've done everything, so I kind of, I have an empathy for everyone's work, and I don't know about you, but what do you think's been the key to that success story of that 25%, obviously a bit of luck along the way, but that 25% growth. Without
0: doubt there's luck involved in it, but it's being at the right time, uh, right place at the right time. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm involved in every aspect of the business. I still prefer to be on the shop floor now than I do um, up in an office. It's yeah. where it all happens. Um, other than design, I can say as well that I've done every aspect of the business yeah. from purchasing accounts, running the pick-and-place machines. Yeah, well, I hear not you as do well a as bit the of guy's
1: dri- driving around on the...
0: Forklift as well, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not fussed. It's about getting yeah. your hands dirty, joining in, making it happen. Um, and then the reason for some of the success... I would say is down to uh, a can-do attitude. We don't say no, it's take the headache away from the customer, make sure that we're actually somewhat taking the burden on ourselves to to Mm -hmm. make sure that we're delivering for the customer. And we've got many customers that are sole source with us. So we take a lot of responsibility in making sure that we're delivering for them, that we're holding stock for them. Because at the end of the day, if we don't supply product to them, they can't invoice. I know what that's like as a small business. That's Mm. critical. So Mm. I'm very conscious of that, even as we're growing, that Mm. it is very important for every customer that we treat them like that.
1: That's, I mean, that's makes, you know, a, that's a very logical answer and a very, I just, I agree I with. I don't think
0: business p- is difficult most of the time. I it agree is with about with, logical yeah, aspects to I, it and just delivering on what you say you're going to do as well.
1: Absolutely. And I agree with everything you say. And if you're a business and a client comes to you, you want to make that experience better for them. You don't, want, you don't want them to be chasing you around, making it no, harder. Buyers
0: have got enough problems anyway. If we yeah. cannot be a headache, then they will consider you for more work. Um, because there'll be other people that deliver them headaches. So,
1: and I have been lucky enough to visit your premises, and I mean they are stunning.
0: Something we're very proud of. Yeah, we put really a lot of time stunning. and money into the premises. So it and, looks and amazing. The,
1: st- the staff
0: spend a lot of time there. You know, yeah. if you look at the time that you're actually awake, they spend more time at work than you do at home. Yeah. So therefore, um, it's important that it's a nice premises, but also it's the way we're going to look after the premises we look after a customer's product in the same fashion as well so it's it's a mindset that has to be driven throughout the business it
1: says everything about your ethos as a company definitely and so with that i mean like you say a lot of people spend a lot of time in the workplace how was that then when when you know how were you as a business owner when obviously the pandemic happened a few years ago how how did that affect people working from home what did you suddenly you know how was that for you
0: so we locked down uh, or we sent people home about two weeks prior to the country going into lockdown because we we could just see what was happening Um, very quick burden on the IT department to deploy teams and and get everybody working remotely we had a few people that um, wanted to furlough because their health reasons other than that we've been full-on building ventilator PCBs oxygen monitors so we was um, actually working more hours during those times than we was there was times where I was getting home at um, uh, 10, 12 o'clock on a a Saturday night to get a phone call to say could you be back in the office at 6 in the morning because you've got to build another um, iteration of a a prototype board uh, to get them out. And and the guys, you know, again, the team that we've got is what makes DVR. And I was putting a call into them apologising that they've probably only just got their backsides into bed, um, but can we get back to the office? But everybody, you know, it wasn't just DVR. Uh, some of the catalogue companies that we were dealing with on a bank holiday weekend were sending staff in, opening up for us so that they could get couriers to their up components. So it was a, a big effort all around. Uh, and it was nice to be part of that very different experience to some people where they were at home a lot because we were constantly working and, and yeah. as the... Um, Uh, that started to change and we saw that uh, our other customers were starting to come back on board where some of them had exemptions anyway and could keep working. Their demand was still less than usual. Mm. But just as we started to, to get on top of the oxygen monitors, ventilators, PCBs and so on, Then the other side of the business started picking back up again, so it was um, a very smooth transition, and another year where we grew again. So
1: that's that's well, and it sounds like you know you you've you've got a lot of empathy. You've you've got the right ethos. I mean, I think it's well deserved. You know, it sounds like you worked really, really hard, and and you deserve the success that you're getting. I would say from where I'm stand. So you know yeah, it's you're very humble. you know you can take that there's one. a team
0: but it's uh, you know there's <laughs> it a lot is of people involved you, you know it's it it's not one team. person it's 98 it people that, that make Absolutely. it all happen so
1: and is that how many there are at DVR not is that at
0: the moment yes but it's you know it's I'm, I've been out the office for for all day so that might have gone up again <laughs>
1: So every time you go,
0: it's the speed it's climbing someone else's, oh, hello, who are you? <laughs> and it is getting harder to remember all the names and say hello in the morning.
1: So talk to me about this show. Is this the first time you've been to Subcon?
0: No, we've done this seven years now.
1: Seven years. I think you're our longest standing Subcon attendee today to date.
0: Yeah, no, we found it um, a very good show over the years, hence we, we come back all the time. Brilliant. So. Uh, and been trying to get ourselves in a better and better position each time because I'm, it's actually helping.
1: you can't actually get any i don't I mean unless you were out the front of the building, I don't know if you could get in front of where they have to come in. I think you're probably in the best slot.
0: We're quite happy. Your
1: yep. stand looks pretty good. I'm quite impressed with the stand.
0: Thank you, yep, again Tony <laughs> looks after all of that and um, they've been doing that type of stand for a number of years now so it works for us So, and it's nice not to have to come in here and build it which is what we used to do uh, a handful of years ago as well. That's so. what we
1: had to do. Oh, it's disgusting, have a chat with I the I mean box. that's why right. it looks a bit more boho chic <laughs> than sort of slick and DVR but you know, I quite like a bit of boho chic. There you go. So what, I, what um, are you hoping to get out of a show like Subcon and what have you got out of a show like Subcon in the past? Because it must be nice, I mean I know Subcon's been going the last couple, of years still even through the pandemic did you come last year we did yes so certainly you know what yeah what what's been the main things that you get out of a show like this other than obviously connection with other businesses
0: Uh, firstly it was nice to come back last year and actually see um people attending again and actually even last year the um attendance numbers weren't brilliant Mm -hmm the quality of the leads have always been great from Subcom. Brilliant. Um, and so that's something we like. Um, it is about connecting with some of your colleagues that you see at the show every year and just finding out what's happened, seeing some of the customers that visit, and we've seen a couple today that are our current customers, but they're here looking at other bits and pieces. Great. Uh, and then it is creating new leads and opportunities. So, and it's, you know, some of the time they don't drop straight away, but it's about working with these people, talking to them, being there when they need that support in the future. Um, and then seeing if we can assist them in whatever they're doing. So,
1: And I mean, certainly, is there anything new that you're talking about at the show? Is there anything new happening with you guys that you can? Is there anything off the press you can tell
0: us? Well, earlier this year, we did launch uh, an additional business called Speed Assembly Services, SAS PCB. Yeah. Um, and that's a quick term prototyping business. And what we're trying to do is give the power back to the engineers that are ordering these products by uh, they log on, they can. Um, upload their bill of materials rather than sending it to us and we have to go through it and work it out. The system starts looking at it all, checks availability very quickly so the engineers know if they've got to find alternatives and the system suggests alternative of stock that's available as well. Okay. Um, They then upload their Gerbers, um, go through to the end, basically pick a date when they would like it, um, pay there and then uh, and the idea behind that is we're trying to eliminate as much overhead as we can so if we haven't got an accounts team that's chasing for money invoice and then chasing we're able to pass that cost saving on to the customer and this is about providing a really efficient price point that is um, good for both parties we've still got to make a living but we're trying to do it very keen so that actually people are interested in signing up and getting their prototypes quickly
1: yeah.
0: um, because at the end of the day engineering time is expensive so they need those products back in their hand as quickly as they can yeah. so that they can be working on them and keep the momentum behind the project and then ultimately we hope that they're going to then talk to DVR about uh, uh, going into volume.
1: Well, and I think, like you say, it's like that's a very transparent way of looking at things and talking, you know, we do all have to make a living. Everyone has to make a living. But ultimately, if you work together, then hopefully you'll work together on more projects because that builds trust and that builds momentum and all sorts of things can come from that, can't they?
0: Definitely. And if we can get involved in the project early enough, then actually there's an opportunity for us to recommend um, changes, improvements that can bring cost savings to the product as well. Um, and mean that actually the customer gets a, a better price point for them so they can sell more. Ultimately if we can get the price down that we're selling it to them, they can sell more into the industry, it's a win win situation. And again it's it's simple stuff but it's about remembering that sometimes and, and not over complicating it.
1: Absolutely. And do you and do you literally is it all different size companies that you deal with? Is it is it is it predominantly different size companies or
0: very much so so um you know for SAS we're not going to be shocked if there's a, a one-man band that mm-hmm. even just wants some prototypes for a little home project that they're working on yeah but then we've got some other bigger companies that are looking at that for um, providing them the quick turn that they need so that they can get products back in the engineer's hands
1: because I think that's important to get across because I think sometimes people might look and think oh my god this company's been going for such a long time and they're really big and you know they're not going to want to listen to me
0: even DVR, we, we deal with fives and tens, um, up to, yes, 10000 20000 a month if somebody wants it. But yeah. we don't say no to anybody. We're about sitting down, talking to the people. If we think we can work with each other and it's going to work for both parties, then it's a partnership that we're happy to, to get on board with and work with them.
1: I mean, brilliant. I just think you're fabulous. Um, Thank you. You were, you were great at the post as well when I saw you. You were even getting involved with the post when I saw this man last. Uh, what a lovely way to end my day on my sixth podcast chatting to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Anyone that wants to reach out to you guys, the best way is to go through the website, isn't it?
0: Definitely, yes.
1: So find you guys on the website. Obviously, they can find information about you through Subcon. Are you on LinkedIn, anything like that?
0: Uh, we are, both companies are on LinkedIn, ourselves yeah. on LinkedIn. So yes, any way you want to, reach out to us and we're reach happy. Reach
1: out and obviously they'll hear all about you on this and we'll put this everywhere. Thank you very much. Have a fabulous show and it's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you.